Welcome to the North Star Broadcast. I'm your host, Christine Bergstrom. I'm a certified clinical hypnotherapist and breathwork facilitator with an immense love and passion for all things related to spirit, consciousness, and the path of the awakening. On this podcast, we'll be exploring all of this and more through sharing spiritually transformative, out-of-body, and near-death experiences. We will learn and grow together through inspiring conversation. Thank you for being here. Hello and welcome. On today's show, we'll be speaking with Jacqueline. She had an incredible near-death experience that she is going to share with us today. So welcome, Jacqueline. Hi, thank you for having me on the show. Yes, thank you so much for having this conversation. I'm really excited about this one. So I, I do want to kind of turn it over to you and we'll just kind of um, let it flow however however it does. But if you could just go ahead and tell us uh, how this this all started. Okay, so back around, uh, I think right after my senior year of high school, like right in the summer of that, um, I had my health had been kind of becoming worse. It'd been um, kind of deteriorating and I wasn't really sure why I was having all these problems. Um, but I ended up falling into a coma, just kind of like it just happened one day when I was in my room. Like, I guess I was having seizures before that. And um, they had to like uh, pump me with adrenaline, I guess, to keep my heart going or whatever. Um, but when I was in the hospital, the coma didn't last that long. Um, but like, it was like, I'd say like six or seven hours or so. And um, in that period of time, it felt like I was experiencing time dilation to the point that it felt like it was thousands of years. And um, basically I was being torn repeatedly from like different egos, like not even just this lifetime's experience, but um, pretty much just kind of um, spinning around through like a whole bunch of different perspectives, my uh, um, lifetimes and different um, timelines too. Okay. Um, so let's kind of back up a little bit. Now you said you were about 17 when this took place, what was going on in your life in that particular time? I believe you said you were experiencing depression. Yes, I was really depressed at the time. Did um, you have uh, any medical conditions or anything that would have prompted you to have that experience physically? Um, yes, yes. And um, in the end, I think that's part of what they suspected it to be. Um, I have Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Um, so I, my thyroid makes this antibody that basically causes it um, to attack my thyroid. Mm. So I get hypothyroidism, which is low thyroid hormone, which basically can impact all the hormones of the body. So it can have an impact. In my oh. case, it was um, some brain swelling. Okay. So that actually led to you having a seizure in your bedroom and you being taken to the hospital and you entered a coma. So th this is all happening in this physical 3D world, right? Yeah. I'm sure your parents were freaking out. Yes. But <laughs> you were having an entirely different experience, it sounds like. So tell us a little bit about like initially, did you have like that moment of awareness when you came out of your body? Um, some people see a tunnel. What was that experience at that moment? Uh, I started basically feeling like I was kind of suspended and spinning, like I was just spinning around. It was almost like I was spinning through a tunnel, almost like a water slide type thing. Mm -hmm. But, but at the same time, it wasn't really at a point in um, space. So it was, it's really hard to describe. 
what was the general feeling that you had? Um, a sort of lightness, like things were just getting lighter and lighter. Um, like I was kind of almost like I was drifting away from gravity. Did you have any awareness? Like I just left my physical body behind. I think I'm dying. Was there any of that thinking going on? Kind of like at the very beginning, I'm like, right as I, as things started to happen, I was like, oh, something's going on. And then right into the experience I go. Okay. Interesting. Now, a lot of uh, near-death experiencers uh, have what's called a life review. It doesn't sound like you experienced that, did you? Um, not in the traditional sense, but I think that's because I was going through like different um, lifetimes. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't be a particular one. And I'm not sure if that means anything about reincarnation, but um, it was just something that I noted. Okay. So you said there was like a dilation of time and you experience all these different lifetimes. Were those your lifetimes or were they alternate lifetimes or do you have any idea? I don't think that that those lifetimes were mine any more than this one is. Um, In a sense, like I don't even know if I'm the same as when I had initially had the experience, like when I was taken out of my body, I don't know if I returned the same. Mm-hmm. Like I, I with the same in t- terms of my memories and stuff, but I feel like I'm kind of different at the same time, a little bit in my personality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you remember any of those lifetimes that you experienced any specific one you might be able to share some details with us about? It wasn't um, full lifetimes I was experiencing. It was like the, just the end of them when people I think were in a similar state of consciousness as I was at the time. I think that's what was happening is um, I was like kind of blipping around states of consciousness that were as similar to each other as we progressively. Okay. That reminds me of a teaching. Um, not sure if you've heard of him. He's a spiritual teacher, Matias uh, De Stefano, um, really interesting guy, but he, he claims when we die, we basically go to wherever our level of consciousness is. And we, we just match that we have that an experience that is in direct correlation with that. So it sounds like you may have been experiencing other souls deaths per se, that were matching your, your level of consciousness. Would you say that's a possibility? Yeah. Almost like while I was on the journey, so to speak, like I was collecting experiences. Okay. Interesting. Um, and one question I had, cause you said it kind of picked up at the moments of death. So I do, um, hypnotherapy with clients and when I do past life regression, um, it's important to explore the death scene because it's been said that the, the last thoughts and the moments before death are really important and they actually carry over into our next life. Do you have any awareness of the thoughts or their importance in those uh, importance in those last moments? I think my last thoughts will probably, um, uh, if this is what's going to happen, this is what's going to happen. Just kind of accepting it fully, not really trying to fight fight the experience so much. And I think if I had fought um, fought the experience more, I wouldn't have had so profound of a, um, I guess, uh, period of enlightenment Mm -hmm. um but it was heavy and it was completely just I couldn't have guessed that was gonna happen yeah it was more about the experience rather than being in the thinking mind it sounds like 
yeah, it was almost like I didn't exist anymore, even though I was in the experience. After a point of um, spinning around with the egos, I was just basically um, the same thing as the light. And like, basically, that's when I understand that basically everybody's kind of connected at the central point. Mm-hmm. It's almost like everybody's a different ray of light at a different, like, um, extends a different um, amount or something, just mm-hmm. different enough for there to be change. Beautiful. Did you have any awareness of Jacqueline as you are here sitting now? Nope. No, <laughs> no awareness. So yeah. this went on for quite some time. If you had to estimate like, you know, how many lifetimes you were experiencing, how many would you say? Probably at least 20. Okay. But and it seems it like just, a really long time. Yeah, actually. Oh, it's like more like 20 I can remember like I know I was going through more than that but it's because there were so many that it's hard to rem- remember the details from each particular one sure mm-hmm. but they were pretty graphic and gruesome like <laughs> at the end so it wasn't it wasn't fun for sure say. and were you feeling all of that viscerally yes. as well and yes, so you were, you were perceiving it with your, your, your vision, your senses, as far as feeling like all the senses, and I'm sure much more. Mm-hmm. Wow. Incredible. Uh, I, I should note that, like, I'm not sure how common this is, but I do feel pain in my dreams. So that might be a quality that kind of carried over to the coma. I'm sorry. I missed what you said about your dreams. Um, I feel pain in my dreams. So I'm okay. thinking that might be a quality that carried over to the coma. Okay. Um, so that was happening before this experience, not, not just after, right. Okay. Interesting. So after you experienced all these lives, all these deaths, all these ego deaths, what was the next part of this experience? What happened? Um, that's pretty much, there was just nothing at that point. Like everything kind of like ceased to exist, but at the same time, everything existed as like one sort of it's what I imagine. It's like when you pass the event horizon, <laughs> um, nobody actually has seen it and it's really hard to describe, but it's just this kind of place where there's no pull or push or anything like that. There's no like nothing to influence anything. And it just kind of, um, it felt like just like this overwhelming sense of love and appreciation and awe. Like th- um, thinking about just life as it is and the ability to kind of share love and um, how the cycle kind of perpetuates itself and how even though people suffer here, um, the more they suffer here, the bigger, um, the, the more they can appreciate sort of the return back mm-hmm. to that place. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the reward too. That's beautiful. Did you have any sensation of other beings, uh, whether they you know, appeared to you visually or if it was more of a feeling situation, whether they were you know, beings or God, source, whatever you might call it? Did you have a, a feeling of a presence? No, um, there was only just the awareness at that point of mm-hmm. being, I guess, kind of not even what was happening, just just of existence itself, but it wasn't with thoughts. It was just a feeling. So I don't know how to really describe it beyond that. Mm-hmm. Would you even say um, that love could be considered God or source or? Yes. Okay. Okay. Beautiful. I very much believe that. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, it's interesting because everyone has their own language, right? Their own experiences and um, everyone's experiences are so vastly unique in and of themselves. Um, and so what happened after this whole experience? You um, came out of your coma or? Yeah, uh, yeah, I came out of the coma, but I didn't have any memories of anything in my life. Mm -hmm. I, I, anything I didn't even know how to speak or anything. Nothing was really registering me. I, you know, people were talking at me trying to get me to respond. Um, eventually at a certain point I realized that and um, I tried to respond, but I responded incorrectly to the good question. So um, they kept me there uh, to evaluate. Um, and it took several more hours before I like got enough of my memory back that they felt comfortable uh, moving me up from um, uh, the red. And uh, after that, I, I was kept in the hospital for observation and they stabilized my levels. Um, they made sure my brain was okay and um, sent me to the neurologist. Mm -hmm. And the neurologist thought um, it actually might've been um, conversion symptoms as well, contributing um, conversion mm -hmm. disorder symptoms. Okay. And how did life, I would imagine that life sh shifted dramatically. Maybe there was a period of integration that needed to take place. How, how did you experience life after that? I fought it. <laughs> I didn't know I was doing it, but I was fighting it so hard. And because of that, it actually led to um, a few suicide attempts. Like I, I didn't, wasn't even aware of what I was fighting. I just kind of saw, saw myself as the enemy. Mm -hmm. You felt like yourself, you were your own enemy? Yeah, but it was more like because of the um, loss of the ego. Um, mm -hmm. Almost like I, I was a threat to like the ego in a sense. Like because I wasn't keeping the spiritual side of myself on the spiritual side of things, uh, I considered myself a threat in a weird way. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about the ego a little bit. You experienced all these ego deaths, right? Not just your own in this, in this life. Um, how can we, can we function in this world, in this 3d reality, um, with, with the ego in the most helpful and, in loving way towards ourselves? Is, is it even possible to live here without an ego? No, um, everybody here has an ego, unfortunately, but it's also fortunate because it's the ego that allows us to experience change and difference and everything that is beautiful. So, mm -hmm. and what did you take from this experience? Had, I'm, it's been a few years, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been some time now. Um, from the experience, I just, I'd always wondered when I was younger, what happens after you die? And I've always, always wondered, like, what's up with God? Like, what's with all the contradictions? But in that moment, everything came together and it really made sense. Like, what, what it means to walk, like, a spiritual path, where it's headed, like, why all these religions have all these different takes. It just really um, got me thinking about all these things and how, in a lot of ways, most religions are pretty much pointing to the same thing. It's just there's mm -hmm. minor deviations here and there. Mm-hmm. Do you subscribe to any religion today? No, not particularly. Even then I didn't. I, and I, I might be part of what um, caused my experience to play out how it did, I think. Mm -hmm. um, I think depending on your religion um, and what your prior beliefs are, that kind of um, does guide your experience up until you get to the white part, at least, where it's mm -hmm. just like energy. Absolutely. I believe so as well. And what would you say, um, I know this is a big question, but I just love to ask people, what would you say is our purpose here on earth? Why, why do we even come here? Okay. 
I believe it really is to just um, share love because um, as I put it before, um, on the other side at the white light, the white um, area, there's just this overwhelming feeling that you want to share this experience with other, other people. You don't wanna be alone in it. So I think that's almost, it's almost like there's a fall so there can be a return to grace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And what's life like for you today? You know, all these years later. It's crazy for me to think that, like I went through such a tumultuous time in my life. I mean, I have a little baby now. (laughs) Right over there. I mean, my life is, it's interesting because sometimes people will wander into my life now and it feels like it's almost connected to that experience like they'll ask me questions just out of nowhere and the people I don't even know and it's not even from the um, interviews before this was happening before as well and Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's just that like I have a little piece of like understanding that they were searching for that they needed for everything to kind of click together Mm -hmm. but um, I really appreciate that I have that kind of like ability now that's something Mm -hmm. I always wished I could have had earlier. Yeah. And people need and want to hear stories just like yours. So I know I greatly appreciate you sharing it. Um, And I also wanted to ask, what would you say to someone who's really struggling, who might be listening? Would you have a message of hope? Yes. Um, Basically, no matter what kind of things we do here that cause us shame or guilt or pain or trauma, all these things kind of will kind of fade away with the ego they're not going to be tethered to you forever because it's not who you actually are who you actually are is much more beautiful it's like the source of love and all that is good but also all that is bad because we need both of these things to appreciate either of them Mm -hmm. so even though death seems like a scary thing all it is is sort of like um reunifying with who you actually are. You're not losing anything. You're just gaining everything back. That's beautiful. Thank you. And would you have any recommendations for how we can connect with the true essence of who we are? Um, I found meditation helps before um, my experience. I was doing a lot of meditation too. And I noticed that I could get closer to that state of mind, not in that state of mind. That was, it was much deeper, but um, it does inch you closer though. And if you are consistent with it, um, it's amazing what you can accomplish in that regard. Have to agree with that one. Well, thank you, Jacqueline, so much. Are there is there anything else that you'd like to share? Any last messages? Um, no, I just like to thank you for the opportunity um, to kind of share um, what had happened to me for a long time. Like I hadn't had anybody to tell about it. I didn't think anybody was interested. So, thank you for having me here. I really appreciate it. And I know, again, many, many people are craving these stories. They're craving the insight, the wisdom, the experiences. I think it helps us all learn and grow and um, remember who we are. So I thank you so much for this conversation and um, have a great day. You too. Thank you. Thank you. If you have an experience you'd like to share with us, please email me at thenorthstarbroadcast at gmail.com. If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, please visit my website at 
christinebhypnotherapy.com. Thank you so much for listening.